This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. From time to time, we're going to catch up with the people who have shared their story on the show. Last time we caught up with Ben Liebman, the borders of Denmark were closed and Noma was on the verge of reopening as a wine bar to welcome back the Danes. Well, one of the world's best restaurants actually did that and sold an amazing burger that the Danes queued for made the rest of the world bloody jealous. Ben, that was a bit mean of you guys, wasn't it? I don't know how to come back to that. You know, it might be my new kind of positivity, positive <laughs> spirit, but, oh, no. It was a little cruel. Yes, it probably was. Uh, well, it looked bloody good. Look, it was, it was, it was a pretty extraordinary burger, I think, what, what the team created, both the cheeseburger and, I must say, even the, the, the vegetarian, the plant-based burger, they were pretty extraordinary. Um, and beyond that, the whole experience was, was it was special. It was special. Um, well, let's talk about that because that's what we're here to talk about. I mean, the burger, you know, maybe one day we'll get to try it because it does look amazing. But um, how was it in that period since we've spoken to you and the reopening and welcoming back the Danes? You know, what's this experience been like? I've got, I've got to say, mate, it's, it, it is a, it's, it's quite extraordinary to think about where we were, uh, as a family, as a team, as, as, as a city, as a community back then, which I think was what, maybe six or seven weeks ago and where we are today. Um, I am sitting on, uh, the harbour site. I am in the uh, outdoor bar and dining space of Restaurant Bar, which is in the old Noma. Every now and then, you're probably going to hear the sound of splashing, which is Danes jumping into the harbour. <laughs> really? uh, it's 27 degrees, it's blue sky. And, and I am going to say something a little flippant, but then we'll jump into it, which is to some degree, if you dropped in and just had a look at what you can, at, at what I'm seeing, you'd think that other than perhaps the absence of tourists, which means the city is a little quieter than, than it would otherwise be. Purely on an observation perspective, it's as if it never happened, mate. It's, it, it's, a, really, it's a really weird, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a strange dynamic at the moment. On, on one hand, this city is, is coming back. It has emerged from this hibernation that the, that the government... Um, in, put in place. Um, it is coming back as a community. People are dining out. People are at bars and cafes. They're at retail. They're starting to go back to work. Schools have, have come back and are now finishing for the summer break. Um, borders are reopening. Borders reopened, I think, this week to Germany and Iceland and Norway. And they will reopen next week, I think, whatever the 27th of June is, to all, all of Europe and the Schengen zone, inclu- including the UK. You know, we're even letting them come along for the ride, even though they left. Um, and, and so, you, you know, I was, I was talking with Anthea Lucas, I was talking with Janine at the crew, uh, kind of comparing the experience here versus what you guys are seeing in Australia, comparing the experience here with what our friends in the US are seeing. Like on one hand, I keep saying, guys, there's hope on the other side, right? And we are still 
in the weeds, mate. You know, that's that's not going to change for a very long time. And I think the, 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 the sentiment I gave to you last time was we had a fighting chance. And that still exists. We have a fighting chance. But it's going to be a long road for Noma and Barr and Sanchez and our peers and our friends around the industry. That That has not changed. But there is hope. There is definitely hope on the other side. Um, and, yeah. What's the experience been like you know, with opening Noma and having uh, the locals in and the burgers and the wine bar feel compared to what Noma was before the pandemic? What's what's it been like? It, it made it. It has been all about community. It has been the ultimate democratic experience with respect to you know the burger being the ultimate comfort food. Um, you know, they refer to them as Mr. and Mrs. Denmark, you know, the average, the average man and woman. And, you know, many of whom Noma is, is a stretch for them in terms of experience or cost or whatever. And to give them a chance to be a part of this, to come to Noma, um, you know, something that is a, a, a part of the foundation of, of the, the local culinary community, um, was was really amazing, I must say. I mean, I, I think it was beyond what we could have ever imagined. You may have seen the footage. I mean, you know, on the, on the opening day, there were thousands in the queue, all socially distant, of course, you know, police verified and checked to make sure we were doing it the right way. But, you know, there were thousands in the queue and it didn't slow down. If anything, it went the other way. It just kept building and building and building. And I think it was great for us as a team uh, to experience that. It was all hands on deck. Um, you know, yours truly, Peter Kreiner, who's our group CEO, often found ourselves on the street directing traffic, asking people to move their bikes. I mean, it really was, everyone was in to help make this thing become a reality. And I think it was great for us. I hope it was great for the community. Um, and I and I think it kind of it did everything we it did everything we wanted it to do, um, and and while that was happening, the rest of Denmark was was re-emerging. As I said, you know, people were starting to go out again. the 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 first day of the Burger Place was, in addition to being a public holiday, was the first week that Danes were allowed to go back out and dine, and the first time that they were allowed to go back to shops, and you know. What I have seen when when I've dined at some of our places and some of the local neighbourhood spots is people are happy to be back out again. They're happy to be dining. Um, they're happy to be with friends and to see other other people at the tables next door to them. I don't see them kind of like peering over their shoulders with some level of fear or anxiety of, are you a carrier? Are you going to make me sick? You know, I think people are just happy. And as I say, we've got a long road ahead, but that counts for something right now. That, I mean, that's why we're in this industry in the first place. So, but it's even more important when, when we're in times like this to, to see the smiles on those faces, to see them on the, the, the faces of our team as they're welcoming guests back for the first time. And, um, you know, and, and, we're, and as I say, we're, we're, we're seeing that no matter where we go, people are happy. Um, it is, as I say, it's it's quieter, you know, take the burger bar out of the equation for the moment. I'd say across the board, it, it's certainly quieter than, than it was a year ago or two years ago. And that's just 
because of the absence of tourists. You know, this is a city of less than a million that welcomes millions of tourists every year. And I think 10 to 15% of them say they're coming for culinary experiences. So those people are gone right now. And I hope it comes back sooner, especially with the borders reopening. That gives us again, I think, an injection, hopefully, um, assuming the sentiment has extended across Europe and people want to travel again. Um, you know, hopefully we'll see some of those people again. Um, but right now, this is this is very much a locals community, and I think people are liking that too. You know, I think it's a chance for them to see and experience things that maybe they haven't before. When we spoke last time, we talked of the um, government support over there for international workers, and you know, there's a lot of discussion here about when JobKeeper might end, which is. Um, looking like September and the industry is concerned that they need longer. What's what's the support like over there for for workers and moving forward? I mean, that's, to be honest, those conversations, those questions are, are being asked here too. And um, I'm not an economist, uh, but I would suggest that that may be one of the reasons why the government and the and the European Union has accelerated the reopening. Um, as it currently stands, the support packages that were put in place by the government, not just for hospitality, but across the board, um, they will end in, in July. Um, and there is, you know, conversations at every level of government, lobbying taking place to encourage the government to continue supporting the industry at, you know, at some level for some time to come, you know, so that there isn't just this hard stop. Because there, if there is a hard stop, again, remember, these, these support packages went across the entire community and across the entire economy, then who knows what's going to happen the day after, you know. I know I've, I've, you know, I've read of, what are they calling them, ghost businesses or zombie businesses in Australia that are just kind of, shuffling along until September, at which point they will fall. Um, I think that's a risk anywhere that, that government has, has come in. As I say, I think it is one of the reasons why the accelerator has been put on the reopening of the economy and the reopening of borders to try and effectively start putting, you know, gas back in the tank. Um, and yes, you know, a continue of those packages will certainly help. It is needed, without a doubt. But maybe that between those two things, some, you know, natural growth uh, and stimulus from within the economy and at the, that government level will give us all the best chance that we have to, to make it. I mean, you know, the other interesting thing we have here is you're going into winter now. We're coming into summer. Um winter in in you know this part of the world really you know the the, the weather starts changing sometime around september october uh, early earlier if it's a bad summer um you know at al almost at the time that that those packages start disappearing um is that traditional time when you know it gets a little quieter again so you know we're looking at that balancing act right now um and obviously all of us are hoping that we can make the most of what looks like a great summer, make the, make the most of what seems like some really good positive and um, consumer sentiment, hopefully make use of, of some inbound tourism, really just to give us 
you know, that runway that we're all going to need to get through to 21 and beyond. So a little earlier you said that there is a long road ahead and there is for everyone in the industry. Um, what's, what's the next steps for NOMA if you had discussions about what's, what's going to happen moving forward? Yeah, mate, we, we're closed at the moment um, and we will reopen as NOMA on the 9th of July. Um, so, so, so two weeks away. Um, and that is NOMA in the more traditional sense, uh, you know, um, in terms of its dining experience, in terms of its menu. Um, we're changing it up for the first three months in terms of drawing upon uh, favourites from the previous seasons of NOMA 2.0 and perhaps some favourites from the you know, previous incarnation. Um, that's really just to give the team a chance to kind of come back together again and get those creative, you know, the creative and operational engines going again. But the plan is that from October, we will then recommence, you know, the model of the three seasons and we'll do that with the fall and game menu. Um, it's looking really strong for the next three months. But behind that, the team has done you know, a Herculean task of effectively cancelling one by one, talking with every one of our international guests and saying, you know, unfortunately, it does not look that you'll be able to join us because of either flight restrictions or borders being closed um, and having to cancel those and do it with care and do it, you know, with empathy. I think for some people, you know, the opportunity to come to Noma is almost like winning the lottery and, you know, having that winning ticket and then saying, look, we're terribly sorry, but it doesn't look like you're going to be able to use it. We will find a way to welcome you again in the future. But it's something that we had to do because, you know, as I say, as we reopen, we will be 100% a Danish restaurant in terms of our guests. As I say, borders are starting to reopen, but that, that's going to take time as well. And, and when this process began, we didn't know that the borders were going to reopen as quickly as they, as they are. They're often making changes on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis. So it was an enormous task for, for our, you know, our bookings team, for our GM to literally one by one call every one of our international guests, politely respectfully take those tables back such that we could then fill them with with locals to ensure that when we reopen we are at capacity um but everybody is excited i mean i think the team is excited to get back to doing what they love and what they do best i think again last time you and i spoke i said to them that you know james Spreadbury and i were talking that their racehorses in the gates waiting for, and that's it. They're ready for those gates to open again and go back to what they love. Um, you know, the burger and wine bar has been an amazing, almost soft landing to, to you know, and that's under that's underestimating the, the amount of work that went into it. But to a degree, it was just a chance for them to, as I say, throw the doors open and welcome people back. But I know everybody wants to, I know everybody wants to go back to doing what we do so well and um i think we're all excited for that still a busy two weeks ahead to get to that point but i think we're all really excited how are you feeling after you know we spoke sort of near the beginning of the pandemic and um, the impact of that but how how has this period changed you and how are you feeling now that you're on the verge of reopening noma and almost back in its former self 
Um, look, I think, I, well, I, I'll speak in the eye. I feel really good about it. As I said, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty for, for our industry, uh, for our businesses. Um, but I don't, I don't, I still don't take for granted where I am, Anthony. I don't, I don't take for granted the way in which the government stepped in to support the community, the way in which they contained the outbreak, um, an almost pragmatic, but with empathy approach to the reopening. Um, because I don't think there's going, I don't think there's a going back to be honest. Um, I, I don't think they can go back. Um, obviously, looking at what, what's going on in Victoria is a bit of a stark contrast to that. Um, but I feel very fortunate to be where we are. I feel very fortunate to have the team around me that, you know, has supported one another and, and been, uh, I don't know, everybody's rolled up their sleeves to do whatever it has, whatever it takes to, as I say, to give us that best shot to get through. Um, but I'm also extremely grateful for the time that it's afforded me with my family. I think it's something that, you know, Renee and Peter and everyone who has families and loved ones here, I think as busy as it has been, as crazy it is, as it has been sometime, it has allowed us to pause, to, to, recalibrate to be with our families. I mean, mate, I was to some degree living on a plane for the last 18 months and I've been grounded since March and I love it. I love, I love it that I'm, that, you know, I'm not on another plane and that I'm able to be here more with family and, and with team. Um, but look, as I said, it's, it's, it's a long road ahead and, and I probably feel I feel good about it. You know, I don't think anyone's going to get out of this unscathed. You know, I know we're still going to take some, some bruises along, along the way. That's, that's, that is for certain. Um, but I, but I do feel good about it. I think the only time I ever, you know, kind of have to question myself on that is when you do read about some of the things, the challenges that are happening in Australia or some of the challenges that are happening in the U S um, within the industry and you, you know, either you, you check yourself because, you know, you, you can't forget what others are going through. Um, or you check yourself because you think it, it, you know, it was only three and a half months ago when this started and it's still so real for so many. And what if it comes back here? Um, or what if, and, and not even if there is going to be a when, there it is going to bounce back as borders reopen of course that is so you 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 know you occasionally have those moments of doubt of what's going to happen but you know they're far outweighed by at least personally um that sense of hope and positivity um i think it's something you and i talked about the last time it's all we've got to hold on to at the moment anyway is hope positivity and those around us so, you know, right, right now I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to all of those with dear life. <laughs> well, I think last time we spoke, I, I asked you, you know, what's it going to feel like the day that Noma opens again in its, you know, original or normal form. And, you know, I guess at the time that I asked you, it probably felt like um, forever away. And, and here we are in a couple of weeks time, you're going to be doing that, you know, 
how 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 are you, you going to feel that day? I think I've already felt it. I I think I've gone again. Just speaking for me personally, I think uh, I've felt that I've gone through those emotions. Um, you know, the first place I dined out with, uh, I dined out at was a restaurant here called Baraba, um, which is which is owned by one of the former members of 108. And the second place I went to was Sanchez, which was Rocio's. This was before the burger place. And mate, I went through those emotional. I meant I went through those emotional waves. Uh, in terms of, you know, seeing those, seeing Rocio and seeing Ricardo and just that, yeah, I mean, it was. I remember getting emotional when you asked me that question the first time and I'm, you know, doing the best I can to bite my tongue so I don't do it again. (laughs) But, but, but I think to some degree I felt, I felt, I felt that emotion already. I've gone through that wave of seeing our friends again and, um, and seeing them doing what they love and what they do best. I'm sure, you know, we'll have a soft opening, friends and family for, for Noma, just before we, reopen, re, before we reopen to the public. And I'm, I know I'm going to go through that same wave when I step through the door there as well. It's impossible not to, you know. It's, you, 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 I do. I love every one of these people that I work with. Um, so, yeah. Well, mate. Um, really appreciate you giving us a bit of time and it sounds uh, lovely in the background there um, <laughs> sitting by the water and uh, I'm a bit jealous of the temperature actually. Um, it's a bit cold here at the moment in Canberra. But um, yeah, look, um, please keep in touch. Um, good luck with the opening in a couple of weeks and really Thanks, look forward buddy. to seeing seeing what happens in the future and I'd love to catch up again at some time if, you, if you're uh, willing. You know where I am. You know where I am, and uh, as always, <laughs> sending the best to you and, and your family. But you know, to whoever's listening in the industry, you know, sending love to them, every, to everyone there as well. As I say, there there is hope. It's going to be hard, but there's hope. Mate, you're a legend. Thanks, Ben. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of Australia's HOSPO community, suppliers and producers in search of hope during this pandemic. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.